Hey, 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 everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Archipreneur Now podcast. Idaho, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is episode 75. That's right, the quarter century mark. Ooh, wee! 75. Wow, I cannot believe that. I'm fist pumping, I'm doing the jive, I'm doing the boogie, woogie, 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 woohoo, for all you silly goosey, 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 goos out there listening to the show today, I say thank you, thank you, thank you, I say thank you for tuning in and listening, I say thank you for doing your best to change the world, I say thank you for following your passion, fist pumping every day, looking outside of the box and doing everything you can to create the life you love. I say thank you for spreading the word about this podcast. We have hit up in the top 200 on iTunes in business careers. I cannot say thank you enough for everything that you have done. I could not do anything without you. And speaking of of anything that you can do to give back, I mean, I'm here to provide value to you, you all. I do not make any money off this podcast I am here to meet amazing people doing amazing things to change the world and bring that information to you. I hope that you all are getting value back. And I just want to say thank you so much for all the people that have gone out of their way to leave me reviews on iTunes. I cannot stress enough how much this helps spread the shows. This is the sole reason that we popped into the top 200. We had a good stay in the the new and noteworthy for the first eight weeks that they allowed us. This is the first time we got in the top charts, so thanks so much for doing that. I wanted to go ahead and read one of those reviews. This comes from a fellow podcaster over there at Jelly Vision. She goes by Jelly Jumps on iTunes. And listen, the Jelly Vision podcast is is incredible. I've listened to three or four episodes now. Uh, I do listen to a whole bunch of different episodes of different uh, podcasts all the time. They are unique. If you like this show, you're going to like that show. They're they're off the wall. They're, I mean, creative as can be. They bring people on. There's some real, real value there. It starts off hilarious. It ends hilarious. You laugh all the way through. Uh, go check at go check that out. The Jelly Vision podcast, and you can you can find that at jellyvisionshowpodcast.com as well. But the review says, "I like discovering people who speak my language, guests who are creative, gutsy, and informative." Come for the rap, stay for the info damn party. Love Jelly. Thank you guys so much. I wish you all the success in the world. Uh, I really appreciate you leaving the review. If anybody out there wants to also get on iTunes or Stitcher and leave me a review, you can go to artsynow.com forward slash iTunes or artsynow.com forward slash Stitcher. There's links on the website as well up in the top left-hand corner. But if you leave me a review, I want to say thank you and give you something back seriously just just take a screenshot of the review that you left or email me what it was they don't tell me who is leaving the reviews as far as a contact name goes so please email me at create at artsynow.com show me the review and then i want to i want to sit down with you on skype for 20 minutes and we can talk about anything that you want anything that you want you can even get personal with me with, with you want i am completely transparent i am 100 honest and i'm here to help you in any way that i can so seriously, get on there, leave me a review. I cannot wait to open up some time slots for all of you. And fist pump, break the rules, but first break the rulers. We can talk about how to get your own podcast started. Yes, it will change your life. 
It will change your network forever. You will meet some of your best friends just connecting through the podcast. It's crazy. Uh, We can talk about how to get your website up and running. We can talk about any of the tools that I use. I mean, I've gone through so many of them and I know so many of them very well. I know how to use them. I want to teach you anything that I can to help you. So create at artsynow.com. Send me that email with your review and we will get on that as soon as possible. And speaking of just just giving and receiving and giving and giving and giving and then things coming back and receiving again, my guest today is is just giving her life to the world. I mean, literally, she is changing the world. Her name is Kristen Keen. She's down in Florida right now. She's the founder and executive director of a company called Rethreaded. And she also founded a company over in India where she lived and worked for five years. When she was there, she encountered the life Stealing effects of the area's sex trade on on a daily basis. I mean, she saw these women and what they had to go through and how they were sold into the sex slave. She wanted to do something about it. So she co-founded a business. She wanted to bring these women off the sex trade, give them a safe haven, give them a way to make a living away from that. And today, that business is literally thriving. It employs more than 75 people, I think maybe up to 90 now. They create beautiful handmade blankets and other products from traditional fabrics, and they take that money and they use it to bring more women out of the sex sex slave. It's incredible. She took the same principle, brought it back locally to fight the local sex slave here in the United States. It's a company called Rethreaded, and I I just cannot say enough about how much this has changed in the world. She, she's fighting people who are victims of rape. She's fighting people who are victims of sexual abuse in relationships, even ex-porn stars, uh, people that are sold into the sex slave because it is a real problem here as well. If you all don't remember, uh, episode with Yellow Rose Productions, I think it was episode 17, uh, they actually put together plays to fight the sex trade, to bring awareness to people around, and that was particularly in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, it's real. It's a real thing. This really happens underground. And if it wasn't for people like Kristen dedicating their life to changing the world, to, to getting these women out, to giving them the help they need, I mean, we'd be a sad, sad place. It really would. So this is a reminder to me, to you, to everybody out there listening. This world is much bigger than us. There's so much more to it than us. And it is all about human connection. How can we help each other? That is how we are going to survive. How can we help each other? So I really, really stress you pay attention to this interview. Kristen is amazing. She's an angel. And and I just, I can't say enough good things about her. I can't think enough good things about her. I bought one of the bracelets for a rethreaded. I wear it on my wrist every single day. She did send me a black one, so I didn't feel as gay, even though, you know, sometimes I might be a little bit gay. But all the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 75 and here come on everybody let me hear that beat come on come on everybody let me hear that stickity stickity rickety dickity beat yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah well here we go now to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. get on with your bad selves. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is another episode of the Entrepreneur Now podcast, and I am truly humbled and honored to introduce my guest today, who is doing everything in her power to change the world. I have the uttermost respect for her and her work and her hard drive. She's the founder of Sari Bari in West Bengal, India, and the founder of Rethreaded here locally in the States. And she is contributing her life to helping victims of the sex trade through viable and creative work. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It makes me fist pump. And I hope it will for all you too. So if your ears hang low, you better wobble them to the front and get them to the center and help me welcome Kristen Keen. Kristen, you are the <laughs> entrepreneur now. What's going on? Oh, that was like the best, most fun introduction ever. Thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome. And I'm I'm super pumped and I meant every word that I, I'm I'm humbled to have you on the show. I think what you're Thanks. doing is fantastic. Um, I wish that was my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> I know, awesome. right? I've often thought about recording one for myself and just playing it around the house when I need motivation. But... Yes. <laughs> you got to bring the energy. You got to keep the energy high, Kristen. Yeah. It's all about that. So it's you all kn- about that. Yeah, you, you know what's going on. And so you have such a fascinating story. And I know that we touched on you, the founder of Sorry Bari, and then rethreaded. And I want to start just by having you kind of explain a little bit about who you are and your background and, and go into what Sorry Bari was and then how you came over here and, and started uh, rethreading and kind of your mission. And if you, if you don't mind, try to touch on what you saw over there with the sex trafficking and kind of how you got in the midst of, of solving that problem and, and trying to help people that are victims of that, because I think it's fascinating. I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to contribute and do good in the world and help change the world for the better. And I'm really curious to find out just exactly how, how you've been doing it. So, Well, that's a lot of questions in one. <laughs> um, so do you want me to start how I got to India? Is that kind of where we start? Wherever, wherever you want. It okay. doesn't matter. So my heart has always been for women to know their worth and their value. Um, that's like my deepest reason why I do this. Probably comes from times in my life where I didn't know my worth and my value and kind of where that led me, the roads that led me down, um, specifically in the area of sex. And I was like, I never want another woman to feel like that again. So, um, that's kind of the starting point. And I ended up in Calcutta, India, um, with an organization for called word made flesh. And I ended up there on like a four month internship, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually a Christian. So we were studying um, God's heart for the poor. So I spent time on the streets of Calcutta. I spent time serving in Mother Teresa homes. And then I went to the red light district in Calcutta, India, and just like had my world absolutely destroyed. There's um, 10,000 women and girls, 30% are underage. So it's like 3000 girls are there. Um, So needless to say, I was, I was, yeah, it just changed so much for me. So then I ended up going back to Calcutta for, well, what I thought was just going to be a couple years, but I ended up being there for five years, um, working with the women and girls um, in the red light district there. It was called, the red light area was called Sonagachi. It's like the one of the biggest red light areas in Southeast Asia. Um, I think I saw a documentary yes. in that area before. Um, born into brothels. 
Yeah, that is that was it. Yeah, yeah. like that's the red light district. Yeah, um, like I knew some of those girls from the movie. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really cool. She was, was there a, the same time I was. Mm-hmm. A very powerful documentary. I remember yeah. watching it and just feeling like you know it. It almost makes you feel like you've been kicked in the stomach. Like it's it's yeah. such a terrible, terrible thing to witness and see, um, in such yeah. a mass quantity. Like and just people are helpless and they can't do anything about it. And it's just, man. I know. I think that's what I was most surprised about. I was just like, how can how can this exist? Like, what causes this? Like. It's, I mean, it was on all levels. It was just, yeah, it rocked my world. Like I said, I just couldn't believe some, that something this evil was so prevalent. And so, ugh, it was, yeah, it was bad. But I came back, um, after my four months, I came back and I was on staff there um, for five years. My first two years, I would just, I was the brothel outreach coordinator. So I would just go out into the red light district and, talk with girls and talk with women and just listen to their stories. Um, and then after two years, I was like, this, this isn't, um, this isn't enough, you know, like I'm, I don't want to listen to their stories anymore. There has to be something else we can do. So that's when I, me and my friend, Sarah, um, we co-founded a business together called Sorry Bari. So then we would have a way for women, um, to come out. Like there's nothing to go to, even if you're trafficked. And then if you're in the trade, for then 10 years, you're trafficked at 15, then you're in the trade till you're 35, 25, whatever. There's no place to go. No one wants you. You're rejected by society. It's usually from poor women, from poor families, so there's nowhere to go. So we created a business for women for a way out. And so is they there, could is there like a income. safety factor there too? Like if you try to pull them out, do they <laughs> get threats or anything like that? We had to choose at the beginning of our time whether we were going to be like the mercy or the justice. So we chose the mercy route. So the way that we broke the cycle of the sex trade there was that we worked with women who were free and were free to leave the trade. So uh, there was girls that we were friends with and we would go to their rooms and we sat with them um, that I sat with all the time that were like 15 to 25, but most of them, a lot of them were under slave labor. And yeah, to take them out would have compromised everything. It would have endangered the lives of our Indian staff. So we chose to make a way out for the women that could be, that could leave freely. But we worked with other organizations like International Justice Mission um, to feed them information. And they would, they were the ones that would actually do the raids for girls that were underage and work with the local police to get girls out that way. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, what was the number? Like, do you have a number on how many total prostitutes were in that red light district? Just curious. We like to use the term women in prostitution. We don't even, we don't, we try not even to use that word prostitute. It just has a lot of connotations. Yes. You're fine. You're fine. This is why we do this. (laughs) There's no worries. Um, There there was estimated 10,000, 10,000 women and girls. Mm-hmm. In a in a one mile block radius. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it, it would they called it working the line. So they called it working the line because um, at during the day and at night the girls would stand out on the street in a line on display. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm speechless. Yeah, it was. I don't talk about it. I haven't talked about it in a while. But so what, um, what did you say your co-founder's name was? Sarah Lance. Sarah Lance. Okay. Yeah, so she's 
she, I basically I found the business. Like I had the idea and the vision, and then Sarah came, and she's really the one that like built it and built structure. And she's still there. She still runs it. She's grown it. She's developed leaders. Like she's one of the most most incredible people I've ever known. And she's still there. She's been in Calcutta for 10 years. Now Saribari employs um, 100 people. And she's built that. So, Wow. Mm-hmm. So how does, it, how does Saribari really work? Um, how, are, how, are you, how, how, did, how did you organize it to begin with? How did you get started with it? Um, we, let's see. How did we start Saribari? Yeah, just, I mean, I'm just wondering about the whole process of how it actually works and how it's growing. Okay. Well, we, um, sorry, Bari does two things. They have uh, business units in, in the red light district. So they hire women directly coming out of the red light district. So they have to go through a training, which I don't even know how long the training is, more like three months. So they teach them how to sew. They either hand sew items or they teach them machine sewing. Um, and then they make enough money so they can leave the trade. And um, the options for a woman who, like once you hit the age about 25, 28, you're aging out of the sex trade. So how a lot of women um, in Sonogachi would make a living then is they would become an owner and they would actually own girls and women and take a piece of their earnings. Mm -hmm. So what Saribari does is that they hire a lot of those women um, so then they stop recruiting girls into the trade and they have a viable income. They're usually leaders in the community. So um, they're able to, yeah, tell the young ones, like, you don't want to be here or help. It's just, that's the way we're breaking the cycle is hiring women who are free to leave. And they're usually between the age of 25 and 50. And they have the experience of being there. So they, they can totally relate when they're explaining Thank to you. the young girls that they should yes. absolutely not be there. Right. And if there's a way out, you should try to get it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super powerful. And I know in the pre-chat, we mentioned uh, Jared and Gaza, who uh, his real last name was Jared Miller. He changed it to in after being in Rwanda for a while. And he's, he's brilliant too. And he's doing the same sort of thing with victims of the genocide that are suffering from, you know, HIV and AIDS and they, they create jewelry and send it back to the States. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it's, it's such an amazingly powerful uh, system to be putting in place. And I know that there's all sorts of different types of people out there that are trying to help around the world. And I know there's a lot of people that want to help around the world. So uh, listening to stories like, like you and going out there and actually making it happen is super inspiring for people. And I, I just think that are there any, are there any tips that you would have for people if they, if they thought maybe they wanted to go abroad to another country and help, um, help out in some way, not necessarily just like sex trade or, or genocide victims, but in, in any way really with poverty stricken countries. Um, I would say, I mean, I could write a book on what you, you don't do. I mean, I could tell <laughs> you that, um, you got to be in it for the long haul. Like if you're going to see any amount of change, um, you got to be in it. Like you can't be a, it depends. I guess I should say that like Sarah, I was there for five years and Sarah has been there for 10 years. So I mean, Sarah Lance has basically given her life to see freedom for those women. And now over a hundred women work there. So I would say you just need to, to measure your amount of commitment. Um, before you go like and it will cost you something like sometimes it's not very fun to live overseas 
Um, learn the language, learn the culture, um, work with people in the local country and do your best to empower them to own it and take leadership ship of it. So you can, you can leave. Um, it's one of the things that Sarah has been doing is just pouring into local leadership. And so eventually, uh, that she will be free to leave and that, um, it can be totally, um, run by the women. Yeah. So do you, you mentioned that you could write a book on things that you don't do. Do you have any pointers? Like, do you have any things that went massively wrong when you were out there that you learned some lessons from? Well, uh, that's what I was like. I didn't take formal language classes until after two years. Um, I would say my language could have been so much better. I would, that's why I would say go and take six months and just immerse yourself in the language and take classes. And learn the culture because we made a lot of cultural faux pas uh, that just were not good. <laughs> so I can't think of anything specific right now. Um, <laughs> well, I think that, you know, everybody. I, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, we would. I one time made this. Um, these people confront face to face and that's not what they do in India. So oh. it actually led to some pretty serious conflict and yeah, it was bad. So what do they do over there? Um, it's all consensual and it's all very, uh, they talk everything, everything's community. There's no, it's not an individual individualistic culture. It's a communal culture. Mm. So everything is by consensus and everything is by, um, talking it out. I mean, it's just so different. It's so different. Everything's done in community. There's not a lot of privacy. <laughs> so after you got the ball rolling out there, you came back to the States and you've created this second amazing endeavor called Rethreaded. Um, and you've, you've grown that quite a bit and you're, and you're actually battling the sex trafficking in a local level. Um, can you tell us about Rethreaded? Yeah, Rethreaded, we want to break the cycle locally and globally. So on the global side, we partner with companies like Saribari and we buy from them and we give them as much business as we can um, so they can hire as many women as they can. Um, and then we take those profits and we reinvest it back into Jacksonville where we have an upcycled t-shirt company Oh wow! where people donate t-shirts to us and then we transform them into new products. So we train women in sewing, dyeing, cutting, all creativity, um, and develop new product out of the t-shirts. Wow. That's and we work with women. Yeah. We work with women coming out of the sex trade. So we define that as prostitution, human trafficking, um, strip clubs, pornography, basically wherever sexual exploitation happened for the sake of profit. Yeah. And, and these are girls are coming from a local level. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Most everyone's from Jacksonville. And so I know that you've affected over 2,200 women globally, which is an astonishing um, number. And I know that it's probably growing every single day. So it, it's it, how do you, I mean, in relationship to what we, what we have as far as the listener base goes and, and growing like normal guests that we have on that, that are like talking about growing their business or growing their blog or growing their market, how, what are some things that you have in place to actually grow this type of a business um, to, to reach more women and, and actually spread the cause a little bit more. I mean, our whole mission is to try to grow as, as 
yeah, grow our business as big as possible to hire as many women as possible. So, um, we're only two and a half years old. So we're real, I mean, we're relatively new in the business world. Like it takes almost five years to have a stable business. So, mm-hmm. but we made it, we're two and a half years old. So I'm going to take that victory. We've had increase in sales every year. So, um, so working on creating the most, a stable business, um, so we can bring women into a stable environment. And um, so is the question how we're growing it? Yeah, just like some methods on how you're actually spreading the word and, and growing. Okay. Let me think. Like, um, I'm just curious because that's pretty, that's pretty awesome for only being around for two years. And you yeah. You have done so much. We've had a lot of things happen to us. We uh, Locally, just on a local level, we won this big festival called One Spark. It's like a, basically it's like an entrepreneurial festival and we, and like 400 people entered. It's a live crowdfunding festival and we got the most votes out of 400 people. So that was the inaugural year. So then everyone suddenly knew about us. So tons and tons of local publicity. Um, Congratulations. Did you get some crowdfunding out of it? We did. We got some crowdfunding out of it. We sure did. Nice. It was good stuff. An amazing publicity that we could have, we were not prepared. We didn't think we, we'd win, but see, and that was creativity. We built, we heard about this. It's called One Spark. It's the inaugural year. No one knows what it's going to be like. So we build a house, a 20 foot tall house, and we cover it in green t shirts. And then inside, we build a huge tree with Christmas lights. And then we brand it with our, our, all our branding and all our message and inside is like an explanation of what we're doing and what our vision is. So like we just went for it and went How big. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was <laughs> Bringing so out the creative in you. Yes. Yes. So was that like a team effort to come up with that idea? Who, who popped that one out? Oh, that's, well, that's brilliant. I, usually I have the idea, but I'm usually having a team of amazing people around me to actually get it done. So like that team was, um, Two architects, a wood builder, an interior designer, um, another builder. I mean, just like amazing people. A graphic artist was in it, like, and tons and tons. And two people who died out over like 300 t shirts green. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. They still have it was crazy. Hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing better than some heady tie dyed t shirts. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah, creativity has always been, um, I mean, in Saribari too. So when a woman comes out of severe, severe trauma, she comes out of years of trauma. And in America, in our American company, our women come out of severe trauma, but also addiction. Like 100% of our women um, come out of drug addiction. So learning a new skill and learning a new job actually promotes healing in the brain. So like the idea that creativity heals. So when you're in trauma, you, your brain function moves to the front of your brain and you lose your ability to make rational decisions. So part of what we do is when we're teaching all this, it's, yeah, hoping to heal our, our women's brains. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's even taking it to a step farther. Yeah. I mean, being able to change the world in the way that you're doing it regardless, but that, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. We've learned a lot about it and there's starting to be tons and tons of studies now on 
the effect of trauma on the brain and the effect of creativity to heal it. So. Yeah. Creativity is such a brilliant thing. I mean, I had on a, a previous guest, Dr. George Seike, uh, he was from Hungary and ended up working in the United States most of his career. And he's actually here locally where I am in Lexington, Kentucky. He's the art head. And it was such a powerful conversation because he talked about the power of creativity and child development Yeah, and how his entire life when he was going through art class, it was just everybody had it backwards. It was like, you have to do this the structured way. This is how you learn art. But he took a totally different approach as in he knew how powerful creativity was when you're a child. So he basically tweens all of his classes around them playing constantly and being as creative as they possibly can and, and using anything in their surroundings. Like he threw all of his paintbrushes and everything away and they basically will grab anything around and use it to create art. And it's in some of these kids that have grown up that have gone through him. I had one of them contact me. And they had they had heard the episode and they were talking about how great and brilliant he was. And then I wow. found out that this guy was actually also um, working very high up in, in the art world and teaching people the same trade. So it's it's something that gets so overlooked. I mean, it, it's yeah. terrible. Like mm-hmm. I would love to I'm in Kentucky, right? So in eastern Kentucky, we have a huge problem with children. They don't have any creativity because they don't have the opportunity and most of them don't actually get past, you know, hell, they, some of them can't even read, you know, a lot of them can't mm-hmm. read to be honest. And I would just love to be able to, to create something where I can take these kids and bring them out to art festivals or music festivals and show them that there are things that you can do away from, you know, growing up and working in the coal mines or, or, you know, driving a truck or, not being employed at all because there's such a high unemployment rate out there too. That's just how they grow up though. And it's scary. I mean, it really is to, to look at, you know, how they, if you're a child, you don't know any better. You just follow what you're told to do. And it's right. It's crazy how powerful creativity being present can be to changing your entire life. What's stopping you from doing that? Well, I'm working on it. That's why I started <laughs> this podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So I kicked, started this about six months ago with that goal in mind and we're, that's so good. Yeah. And like Lindsay and I, we we have a very big passion as we actually want to go do something out of the country. So we're in mm-hmm. a transitional period to where we're trying to figure out what would be more important. And we're going to visit Thailand here in a awesome. couple of months, which I would love to do. And yeah. and we have some friends out there that have been on this show and other people doing amazing things. So I know, I know some people out there too. So if you need some other contacts, they're doing cool stuff too. Awesome. Yeah, it's a brilliant place. I mean, all over, you know, Jared, what Jared's doing. And I talked to him recently. It's, it's powerful. And he's, he's writing books now with his dad, which is awesome. But I I honestly just love connecting with people who are doing these things because it does show you that it is completely possible. And I love it. So what, what do you think your ultimate long-term goal with this is, Kristen? I know you want to spread it worldwide. (laughs) Do you have any like physical or numbered goals that you think uh, you're going to be creating or, or, setting par for you mean besides world domination world domination and fist pumping (laughs) always um i would like i the long-term plan is that we want to have a retail store and because that opens up jobs and then it will drive business to our companies overseas and then we'd like to take that business model and be able to replicate it um in place in any city like around the country um, 
because every every you know person I talk to that does this can't they can't solve the job piece. There's no it's really hard to find this population job. So we'd like our store, the rethreaded brand, to be what people recognize as the place for jobs um, to help women. So we'd like to recreate our store around the country and basically like franchise it out and um, help as many people as we can. So. Yeah, That's that would the be dream. incredible. And I think mm-hmm. you would find a long line of people that would be willing to help you do that. Yeah. I know we secretly dream. Well, I see, I should not say we, I say, I really would love to be on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Get on there. I know. Put it I on know. your vision board. I need to put it on my vision board. <laughs> on your vision board. I actually was at a local pitch competition the other day. And uh, one of the first guests I had on this show, he was episode two i no four i believe one of the first four episodes he had started a website back then and it was like a uh, i don't need to get into like the details of what he's doing it's like a trading site for people that were collectors mm-hmm. and uh he he literally like at the pitch competition uh, i talked to him again and he had raised like six hundred and eighty thousand dollars or Woo! something yeah and it was really cool because he was going up against another guy who was literally going to be on this new season of shark tank coming out who created some kind of like vegetable. Well, it wasn't a vegetable dip. He called it a veggie dip, but it's literally just a dip that tastes like pizza to make kids eat their vegetables more. Mm. <laughs> like, but it's, it, yeah, he's, it's pretty amazing. Cause I mean, if you get on shark tank, it's like a free $2 million in advertising. Basically. I know. I want to be the first business to ask not for money, but for a donation. That's what I would like. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I know. We'll see. Yeah. What we need one more guy. year. We just need one more year. Yeah. Well, I believe in you 100%. Thanks. I'll, I'll keep fist pumping every day Thank for you. you. <laughs> Thank you. So. Well, Kristen, if you, if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anybody from the past or present, who do you think you would choose and what would you create? Hmm. What if I don't know what I want to create, but I want to create something that creates such a demand for the product that we can hire whoever we need. Like that would just, um, that's what I dream of doing for rethreaded is just creating something where we can, um, that will create as many jobs so we can affect the lives as, as many people as we can. So I honestly don't care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more about the end result, which gets me in trouble sometimes, but that's really what I dream of. Oh, I think so, that that's a smart way to be. Do yeah. you all, I mean, do you do, do you plan on doing any like e-commerce retail, like building e-commerce stores as well? Um, well, we have. Or does that not create as many jobs? Right. But it does create jobs. Like we um, just, the website they were looking at, we just redid our website. And which is beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank and you. That's just and rethreaded.com, which is a pretty good domain name that you snagged there. <laughs> it is. Everything worked. I'm telling you, we've had kind of a magical journey. Um, yeah. We, but our goal is to get our e commerce store up to th- at least 30% of our sales because um, it's just that, and that creates a job for someone. So it's super exciting. We're actually about to hire a survivor to um, take over our online sales so it's really exciting wow do you all sell mm-hmm. on ebay or amazon or anything not yet we haven't had the 
the production capacity yet. So if you know of anyone who has access to lots and lots of 100% cotton size larger above t-shirts with no side seams, that's really what we need right now. No side seams? Yeah. 100% cotton. There was actually a guy locally who was, he actually ran a t-shirt company called Five Spot Shirts. mm Mm-hmm. And every time you bought one, they'd send $5 overseas to, Wow! I guess they, I don't know where they're creating them. They were the nicest shirts ever. I bought so many of them. Well, if they have any of those left, send them our way. Well, that's what I was saying. He (laughs) shut, he shut the company down and he had like massive amounts (gasps) of these t-shirts and he was selling them all for $5. (laughs) And like, I don't know how many there are now because that was like six months ago, but I can check and see if there's any at all. Please. I don't know how many you're looking for, but. As many as you can get us. We had to like, we couldn't, we didn't have enough access to um, t-shirts. And our best selling product is a scarf right now. And we had people who wanted to buy, but we couldn't keep up with, we didn't have enough t-shirts we could use to make the scarf. So it was a little disappointing this Christmas season. Could have sold even more. Oh. Yep. Those are awesome scarves, by the way. I could see if you put those on an Amazon score or an eBay store, I could see them selling like hotcakes. Might be the next step. Because I got a buddy, Jason Berwick. He was episode 40. Um, I want to say like, I can't ever remember the episode numbers. Some It was a recent episode. And he does, like he literally started a business by going to like TJ Maxx and, and different department stores and buying all of their clearance stuff. And if you have the Amazon mm. seller account, which is free mm-hmm. until you sell a certain amount, it has a scanner on it, and like you can scan stuff in stores, and it'll tell you what they're going for on Amazon, so you know if you can if you can buy it and then resell it to make money. Wow, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so he's working on like this this whole system to like teach people how he does it. I mean, he showed me today he had made like five hundred dollars on Monday, just which was just on Amazon alone. And uh, literally, he's just going to these outlet stores and buying all the stuff that they're taking off the shelves that were on clearance and reselling them. It's brilliant. I know, and that'd be really fun. But like, <laughs> it blows my mind just like for you and in, in, for instance, like, you know, putting the, I, I never, I would have never thought, oh yeah, if you, if I went to TJ Maxx and bought this stuff and put it online that it would sell, but he marks it up 140% and he swears by day that it works. So I don't, wow, I don't know. Yeah. But now that they have that scanner on that app, it makes it even easier because you don't have to like, get online and look for it. You can just scan it and it'll tell you what it's going for. Almost seems too easy. I know. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I I will definitely, if I run into anybody, I, I never know. I mean, my network's getting bigger and bigger and I talk to all these amazing people all over the world. So, Cool. You're doing great, Jared. You're a good interviewer. And also, Kristen, if you had to battle Godzilla... How do you think you would use your creativity or talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard? You know what? I would totally just charm him. Nice. I would just be like, Godzilla, come on. And I would just charm him and make him laugh and then just woo him with my charisma. That's how I would do it. (laughs) I think it would work. You're pretty charming, so. Thanks. Thank you. And here, I'm sending you a link through Skype right now for this shirt company that he had. Great. Um, it's still, their website's still up. I don't know if he's rebranded it or not, but we can put all of uh, this stuff in the show notes as well if anyone wants to check out Five Spot 
fivespotshop.com. And all oh, these cool. will be on the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash Kristen Keen. That's Kristen with two I's and Keen with two E's. For anybody <laughs> listening out there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm so pumped to have had you on. I think you're brilliant. I think everything you're doing is fantastic. And I can't wait to watch you continue to change the world in every way possible. And I wish you all the luck in the world as far as growing the business. And obviously, Thank if there's you. anything I can ever do to help, please do let me know. Uh, I'm awesome. 100% in on things like these. And do you have any um, favorite like advice or resources that you use on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you think that our listeners would find value in? All right, Heath. Um, <laughs> I wish I had something wise to end on. But I don't have anything. It's like, what do I do every day? No, I, this sounds silly, but I just had a meeting with some today and I plug in super locally to our small business development center and our nonprofit center. Um, and they're the, our small business development center is free. And I, I have like a business mentor there and they help me like so, so much. So I try to um, use all the free resources in my community as possible. And it really helps. Awesome. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> I know a, a, I had the guy Seth McBee on, he's local too. And he creates these like led running vests for safety and like biker vests. They turn like, you know, a hundred different color shades and patterns cool, and stuff. Actually. And they had bought this local like sewing factory that had shut down or some local factory and they rehired all the employees to sew these vests for them. And that's pretty cool too. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So they're keeping everybody employed and, and making these vests and it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Those that are, is really cool. Yeah. So, wow. Oh. Well, where can our our guests find you and get in contact with you other than rethreaded.com? Do you want to drop any uh, Twitter handles or anything like that? Yeah, uh, we're all email at... Email addresses. We're all at rethreaded, Inc. Rethreaded, Inc. We're on Instagram, Pinterest. Um, I'm on LinkedIn if you want to find me on LinkedIn. Although I, it takes me a while to respond to that sometimes. And my email is kristen at rethreaded.com. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. If I haven't already sent you a LinkedIn connect, I will definitely do that. Okay. I just did it right now. Awesome. Reportive. Do you use Reportive? No. You can, it's free. You can just, it's pretty awesome. You just install it to your Gmail. And then every time you have an email open with somebody, it shows their profile on the right with all of their oh, titles. Wow. And you can just hit one button and adds them on LinkedIn. Oh. Yeah. See, I like easy things like that. What's yeah. it called again? Reportive, A or R A P P O R T I V E. All right. And it's actually like a Gmail. I actually think it's like a LinkedIn um, like widget that you can use. So Cool. Awesome stuff. But sweet. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I Thanks, wish Heath. I could you keep did. you on here for hours. I know. That was fun. Yeah. I, I actually have to, sadly enough, get going because I've got another <laughs> guest coming on here in about 10 minutes. Okay. And I, I'm just really pumped that we got to connect, Kristen. And please... Let's keep in touch. And if there's anything right. I can do, seriously, let me know. And thank you so much for just being the Archapreneur now. And always remember to keep it funky, Kristen. All right. I'm fist pumping from Florida. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Archapreneur now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. 
Check him out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.